Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you are listening to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Running like fist, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. What the hell was that? Uh, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Welcome to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very, very much for listening this week yet again. Thank you very much to at, he said uh, we can phonetically pronounce his name, so it's at, at bwing411. You can follow him on Twitter. Um, also to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our kick-ass theme music. You can find some of their music on iTunes. You can find their music as well, uh, youtube.com slash ringrope because there's videos attached to that, which is always good. Um, you can find us, markingout.com. I hope you guys like that new banner we have on the top of the page. If you can find a better picture of Dave, definitely find one. <laughs> um, we also uh, can, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout. Continue the pro wrestling talk there. Uh, we also have twitter.com slash markingout or at markingout, whatever you want to choose. We live tweet during pay-per-views, live tweet during Raws, Smackdowns, maybe during TNA, I'm not too sure. But you can find us all there. My name is Chris. Thank you very much. I am here with Dave. Dave, who's raving us this week? That's right. It's Dave, the rave that all of your damn sisters crave. None What's of What's up, Sarah? No, oh, <laughs> nice, good one, and we are here with the Count of Monte Fisto, the Blue Dragon, cousin Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Wagwan, I'm doing awesome as always. Wow, Jamaican catchphrases coming out of the mouth. Wagwan, uh, crazy. Yeah, there was a Get lot of. Boy over ya. We have a lot of things to talk about this week. We're gonna skip all the TNA mumbo jumbo. We also have Alex Reynolds, yours truly, Alex Reynolds, sitting down with us. You know, you got to hear a little bit from last week when we did the whole Psycho Circus hype up, but now you're really gonna get to sit down and hear all about his career hear all about the things he's doing. He was a part of the Wrestling Retribution Project, which we're hoping comes out soon because I can't wait for that. But let's start off with the WWE and let's start off with the Elimination Chamber this Sunday on pay-per-view. Well, it was Sunday on pay-per-view. And prediction-wise, I went perfect on all four. And if you saw me tweeting, I have honestly, Dave, Brandon, I have to give you guys credit because that's a tough job. Live tweeting, because you have to think of, like, clever and funny things to say, and I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, we, we noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well... We try so- our hardest on that. Well, somebody had to do it, and I didn't see Brand- you doing it, Brandon, so suck uh, a dick. Yeah, well, I don't have any opportunity to do it where I was. Yeah. S-U-D. 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 But anyway, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. I mean, the one thing that really kind of... I mean, a lot of people weren't satisfied. With this paper, yeah, Twitter was blowing up about how much it's. Yeah, I don't understand. People like that was a good pay per view. It was a hundred times better than the Royal Rumble was. I mean, it wasn't a hundred times better than what the Royal Rumble was. But also, the Royal Rumble pay per view fucking sucked. It wasn't that bad, but also too. And the Raws following that sucked. You know, and I mentioned this to you guys last night, but I had to shut my mouth on it. 
It was more of the big picture pay-per-view, as what I was, what I'm aptly dubbing it, because you had, you have to look at the big picture. You have to look at WrestleMania. This is just like a hiccup in the road. I mean, the one thing that really like irked me about it was the fact that you have the ambulance match, the main event, when the pay-per-view is called the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that's stupid, especially because there's no championship on the line. Just because John Cena's in, it doesn't make it a main event. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like it was that, though. Maybe they, they needed that for the spot area to... They didn't want to destroy stage or whatnot. Who, mm. knows what, who knew what was going to happen? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? PN News. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... The outcome of the ambulance, well, since we just talked about it, we'll talk about the ambulance match first. You know, ooh, you, you, ooh yeah. Um, That's you, right, they're not the main event on our card. Yeah, no, not at all. There was more important things that went on in the Elimination Chamber. With the ambulance match, you're not going to get a, a, a pretty match. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be, you know, punching and kicking. No really real, you know, you probably, you're going to have your five moves to do, and you're going to have Kane try to go for the choke slam. But other than that, it was just it was a fight. You know, everything got involved. You had the the stretcher get involved. You had them, you know, almost thinking that the match was going to end really early with John Cena getting thrown into the back of the uh, ambulance. But it wasn't. It didn't end. And it ended in typical John Cena fashion with him super seniing out and FUing or attitude adjusting Kane off the top of the ambulance to a crash pad which nobody saw besides the people that were there in green bay i mean milwaukee wisconsin um no one got that it took brandon a second to get that Um, i don't wait i don't get it well i don't know there's no joke there yeah there was you remember last year with r-truth when they were in milwaukee and he said green bay oh right 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 yeah there you go you, the, the kid that remembers everything doesn't remember <laughs> that. Yeah, Come well, on. What, like, why am I going to remember something like that? I, wouldn't, yeah. I mean, I remember it, but not off the top. Like, not the way you set it up. Yeah, okay. But John Cena putting Kane in the back of the ambulance. But now the question is, are we going to see Kane now on this final road to WrestleMania? I'm, I assume, think- I'm assuming we will, but not, like, right away. I'm assuming... I think we're going to get Zack Ryder versus Kane in some fashion or something. I could I could imagine that. I mean, Some I sort of like ding dong flick match. I don't see him getting involved with in the Cena Rock feud really though. No, I don't see it at all because I think he yeah. kind of played his played his part now. Unless maybe maybe Kane gets involved in that match and we see Dwayne the Rock Johnson starring in Journey Two right now, fighting which Brandon saw at midnight. Time. Wait, are you serious? You just plugged that movie? What movie? The Journey too. <laughs> you did it too. <laughs> you, you did. Oh my God! Great. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about other things that went on in the Elimination Chamber. You had a Divas let's. match, uh, a Divas match that I thought I was really impressed with. Actually, I have to give them credit. Tamina gave Beth Phoenix a hell of a uh, a hell of a fight, but you know, Beth Phoenix then cementing herself as the most dominant diva. In I don't the- like I don't like how she just ends the matches so quickly like that. No, it was good. It, it was it was a good like maybe eight. it was it was back and forth, but I don't like how she kind of like super scened it and just boom got her in the in the chicken wing, whatever the fucking glam is. slam. The, yeah, the glam slam. Somebody that's ho- hot, so high on the divas, and I just I don't I don't get how like all of a sudden she, like you try and build Tamina up and then 
match is just boom. Well, he still put on a great match. I mean, I, I think that it definitely gave a lot. You got to give it to me a lot of credit. Uh, yeah, definitely. Credit, just like what yeah. Chris was saying. Absolutely. I mean, and I, mean I definitely I definitely see her with a Divas uh, championship at some point. Or maybe in the – I don't see her. Or maybe that. in like the forefront of the Divas division. Yeah. Oh, no, honestly, they didn't play off onto the Natalia Tamina feud really. They maybe had like one match, two matches together. I wanted to see that feud continue a lot because they put on really good matches. And also you wanted to hear Natalia fart more. Yes. Which, which we also got to do on fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, which, I mean... Led to a match, but... Yeah, well, it, well, we got a bonus match out of it, too, with Jack Swagger finally defending... You know, Did you guys remember that Jack Swagger was the United States champion? Because I totally forgot. I mean, how could you forget when he fucking beats your broski? I know, because I was, I was trying to get that out of my mind. Injured and bullshit. Yeah, I was trying to get that out of my mind. I couldn't. Messed up. But, I mean, if you were in Swagger's position, wouldn't you take advantage of that, too? Whose position? Swagger. What do you mean by that? Wouldn't you take, wouldn't you take advantage of uh, Zack Ryder's condition in a championship uh, match? Honestly, it, sh- it should be fucking thrown out. No, absolutely we've, no. We've discussed this before. I mean, yeah, we've discussed it before, but also, too— Dave's completely right on that uh, on that point. You know, yes, what he, who he was facing was injured. You yes. know, also I mean, too, look at all the Money in the Bank winners. Yeah, the majority. Yeah, exactly. They've cashed it in on like Daniel Bryan, who was in the Elimination Chamber yeah, match like that night. Daniel Bryan cashed in. It's ridiculous. Why was it ridiculous? But when you have, but when you put Jack Swagger in, uh, in all these like tag team matches with. Ziggler, as opposed to having him defend his championship, no, I feel but, like. But also, like too, the, they've put him on superstars since he's won the United States title, which is yeah. kind of, is, is, is defeating the purpose that Dolph I Ziggler mean, but, but, and that Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder have built rebuilt up the United States title and the prestige because they had a, a very long running feud with that, and now the fact that they're defending the United States title on superstars sucks. But superstars is a prestigious show. Nobody sees it. That's because they choose not to watch. It's dumb on their part. This is a weekly plug. They had to put the championship on the line on the live show. Yeah, Yeah. but I think think it's more than okay to do it also on Superstars. I mean, I I feel the same thing about Cody Rhodes in the Intercontinental Championship. He hasn't defended defended it, too. He hasn't defended that in forever. When was the last time he defended it? Against, like, Booker T, like, a month ago? I don't know. I feel like on Raw, on SmackDown, you have you have to have these title defenses a lot of, more often. You know, but that's you know also too, that's the good thing with Ring of Honor because their television title is defended, you know, constantly on television. Hence the name. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with DCW. Yeah, with their television titles defended, and you know, we all know how awesome Rob Van Dam was. And I mean, it was also the same thing with the WWF Hardcore Championship. Twenty four seven. Yeah. Let's get on to other things that were on the pay-per-view as well. Yes, there was a lot of, you know, yes, there was two Elimination Chamber matches, but there was also storylines that were kind of, I want to say leading up to WrestleMania and also leading up into Raw and SmackDown this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. That was John Laurinaitis apparently tweeting out saying that he had big news for everybody. He came out to the ring and told everybody that he wants to run for general manager of Raw and SmackDown. And that was, was the pr- worst big news ever. I know, but all, but I think that the bigger part of that whole promo was the fact that he was, you know, given the nod by former world champions, a WWE champion, Alberto Del Rio, that we haven't seen in a long time, who was just bolting out to the ring in that car, maybe going a good 20 miles an hour, could have hit a cameraman. Should have. 
No, he shouldn't Why? have. Why? Why should he have fucking hit someone? Because Dave's grumpy Cause Dave this morning. Because Dave didn't really drink coffee yet. He's drinking fucking hot chocolate. <laughs> it's, hot co- it's hot chocolate and coffee mixed. No, it doesn't work. We said drink coffee. Uh, but anyway, it's who cares about Dave's, who, Dave's morning drink rituals? Alberto Durio coming out. Christian coming out. Looking good. Sporting, uh, sporting a nice beard. And also Mark Henry coming out. Also yep. sporting a nice beard. <laughs> Brandon's black brother, Mark Henry coming out and giving the approval for John Laurinaitis but also too you know you haven't seen Alberto Del Rio in a while you haven't seen Christian in a while maybe we'll see these guys go into maybe get back into action and be on John Laurinaitis' side which would be great to see I I hope not just for the fact that that they're the rumor of this entire storyline replacing the money in the bank match. That's something. Let's let's save that point until we get onto Raw and we get onto SmackDown because that I'm kind of. Saying that that's, I'm not a fan of this storyline just based on that too. I'd rather see HLA. Yeah, that's right. I'd like to see that as well. <laughs> mm. All right, so let's get on to the Elimination Chamber matches as well uh, first. Let's get on to the WWE title championship, excuse me, Elimination Chamber match, which was the first the, that start, kicked off the show, which I thought was interesting because, you, you know, it kind of just said, hey, guess what? I don't think there's going to be a change in title on this one. I mean, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, you never know because, I mean, at times when they have Elimination Chamber or a big title match to start off the pay-per-view, usually somebody cashes in or um, something happens with involving that champion. Yeah, but... I I mean, I think as a a group, we all thought that the WWE Championship was going to be defended last. Yeah, so that's what I thought, absolutely. So as soon as I saw them announce that it was the WWE Championship, I was like, oh... Something big might happen in the SmackDown chamber. But something, you know, this, things kind of did happen. I mean, you got to extend some storylines. Um, Kofi Kingston, to me, actually, lo- he looked great in that match. You know, Kofi he had, Rhodes? Kofi Rhodes, yes. <laughs> um, we had, you know, Kofi maybe coming out of his shell a little bit more. But then Monday Night Raw happened. That kind of brought him back into his shell. R-Truth looking yeah. good. Uh, Jericho, Chris Jericho looking good and just taking out people left and right, you know, throwing people out of the elimination chamber and then him getting knocked out and thrown out of the elimination chamber by punk. You know, I think like, that was done so bad. The ca- camera wise, it was done the, bad. The kick, the kick from punk was awesome, but then Jericho just like slid out like a fucking paper. Yeah. Like Cause he made, got, he got knocked out. Yeah. Guess what? That was horrible. And also, too, he didn't want to fall out of the elimination chamber. Yeah, Jericho should stick to dancing instead of acting. Instead of what acting. does that mean? Dancing with the with Stars? How you're, with how he uh, sold it. Ah, uh, you guys watch Dancing with the Stars. I watched it until Chris Jericho was eliminated. On what is that? What is that? What network is that? ABC? Yeah. I actually don't watch it, but Brandon's such a liar because he definitely watches that in American Idol. No, I watch American Idol because I think it's very important. All right, this is a professional <laughs> wrestling podcast, not talking about American Idol. You, if, if you if you want, if you want to hear about want to hear our voices, if you want to hear about Brandon's, you know, trying to get the Iron Sheik to respond to him, you can go follow him at, <laughs> at BTTG161 on Twitter. You can hear all the other things that Brandon likes to do in his life. But let's well, focus Chris, on where the. Where could they follow you? They don't have to follow me. I don't want to. Damn, Rose said yes. Let's move on. Yeah. 
Yeah, there we go. Let's move on. <laughs> Brandon just wants the shameless plug of his Twitter account every single week since he's the self-proclaimed king of Twitter. Even though yes, he, see, people don't understand that he's the self-proclaimed. Whereas I Ashton, truly am. Ticketmaster follows me, and I shit all over them. Whereas Ashton Kutcher has eight million followers, Brandon has about sixty. Yeah, but Ashton Kutcher is on television. I don't have an outlet to be like, oh, BTTG161 on Twitter. Yeah, you do. You got marking out. I have yeah. marking out, which, which is awesome. A thousand people listen to, 2,000 people listen to the last episode. Yeah. So let's continue on. We talked about the WWE Elimination Chamber a little bit, and let's talk about the World Heavyweight Title Elimination Chamber, Championship Elimination yes. Chamber. This, you know, going into it was one of the, the, the weirdest combinations of wrestlers with the great Kali, you know, the big show. And then you have your smaller guys with Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, and then Santino, who just came out of nowhere on, Friday, on SmackDown on Friday, and Wade Barrett. Um, the fact that they got Greg Cowley out of there so quickly made me a very happy man because I wasn't I was pissed because that's a wasted fucking spot exactly I'm still pissed off that he was even considered in the event like, like I don't understand but who why, else like, were they, who else were they put there oh they're gonna put they gotta put Ginger Mahal Curtis can work a match because they're not to that caliber yet. You just, need you need those joking. like main event guys. Yes, NXT is awesome. But, but seriously, Drew McIntyre could have fucking taken that spot. He's getting buried, and I, uh, all reports are saying that he's going to be coming back with a new gimmick once he's fully six feet under. With what the, new gimmick do we know? Undertaker version two? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll face the, a triple. I think H. they mentioned like a like a model thing. Yeah, like a Playboy. I mean, he's yeah, got like yeah. Rick. He's got Rick. Rick. Who? Rick Martel? Maybe. The and Ari- Rob, Rob, uh, what's Ima- his name? Conway? Conway, yeah. yeah. Conman. Imagine he comes out with, like, the arrogance. Just ar- look at me. Imagine he comes out with the arrogance spray. Oh, that would be no, awesome. Right. And just sprays out in people's faces. Awesome. We know, we know someone who would want that sprayed in their face. Yep, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, let's, yes. let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Um... A lot of people had very good showings in here. Wade Barrett, for one, was having a very good showing to me. The Big Show being very dominant. Also, that spot where he kind of broke Daniel Bryan's cage open, got in there, and started beating the living hell out of him. fucking so cool. It was. It was really cool. And he really manhandled Daniel Bryan on there, which is why The Big Show should be more of that destructive, like, heel, larger-than-life character. Well, that's why I, I don't like him doing the, all this uh, baby... Com- he's a complete baby face right now. Yes, he is. With... With his wearing the supporting the army so much and everything like that, Maybe David. David, you just heard it here, that. folks. David doesn't want Big Show to support the army. I don't. I want him to be a heel. I want him to just no. He's that in his later life. Heel. He's in the later career of his life or whatever. And yeah, it's absolutely. Not- and now he he has to assume the role of getting people over. And he did well, that. Chris, he's, you were he, just saying the exact same thing that I was just saying. Yeah, you were well, just saying that yes, he has to be that monster heel more often. I know, but I, I agree with you on that sense. But also, too, I agree with Brandon just because of the fact that, he yes, he's in that later in life career. He doesn't need the titles. He has all the name recognition. So him assuming that point of the face and having these younger heels like Cody Rhodes go over him, you know, Cody Rhodes taking out the big show, which was huge for him. And it seems like, you know, once we get into Raw and SmackDown, maybe they're going in a path for a program going into WrestleMania. It's like it's it's fine if Chris Jericho wants to come back on his like fourth WWE run and be a heel. But it's okay for him to do that because he's not 
he's not an attraction like Big Show is. Yeah, the you know in back the sense you know Big Show's fucking seven feet plus tall. You know, back in the early you know going back to like the earlier days of professional wrestling, it was more of a sideshow thing where you had like the big guys like Haystacks, Calhoun, and like the Giants. Like you know, going back to the '80s, Andre the Giant. You had those more bigger, larger than life characters that people came to see. You know, younger kids that are watching the program now go to see the big show because he's big he's a lovable giant teddy bear and stuff like that but now seeing him in this role at elimination chamber being destructive throwing daniel bryan through the uh you know the unbreakable yeah, what chamber kind of pods shit is that? they fucking say that it's bulletproof glass yet a fucking person can be thrown through it but i guess the screws that were holding it together weren't really that stable i don't understand like if I had bulletproof glass, I wouldn't want someone to be able to jump through the fucking window. So you want you, so let me get this straight. Instead of having him throw it through, you want to put Daniel Bryan in the in the bulletproof glass and just pull out a gun in the middle of the chamber and just start lacing rounds into it. No, because I'm pretty sure if he did that, it would go right through. <laughs> I highly doubt fa- that shit is bulletproof. Innocent fam to get hurt. Yeah, right? Glass bottles all over the place and stuff. Um, so, you know... Was that a Sammy Callahan reference? A little bit, maybe. Sorry, I'm excited. Probably <laughs> there be glass bottles everywhere. You never know. Um, so you have Big Show having a good showing. Then Cody Rhodes kind of upshined the Big Show by doing that. And then Santino... Dude, oh, wait, wait, hold on. That fucking move that Cody Rhodes did, the... what I don't know what the name of the kick is that he the does. The Beautiful Disaster kick? Beautiful Disaster. Three eleven reference. did that off the chamber. Or whatever, he did like a top rope, but yeah. a giant fucking one. I was like, oh shit, that was cool. I was like, oh my god, that's so interesting. This is definitely something Ooh. that I could have fucking spoken about. Yeah, but then you have the big show being up sh- upshown by Cody Rhodes, and then you have Santino, who came out of nowhere, who was, I think the, the biggest pop of the night was for Santino in that entire pay-per-view. Twitter was blowing up about that because he, he, um, with the factor of him actually being a contender for winning the championship at the time. And then also to the final just, two people in the elimination chamber. I think it was like an instant solidification. Yeah, everybody. I was actually surprised by it that he got completely over with everybody. Yeah, yes. that was weird. No, it, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but it was. Stop there. was. <laughs> what? That was an awkward pause. Yeah, because yeah, I'm drinking coffee. Up. <laughs> I was having a you cup know, of coffee, gentlemen. I'm sorry. You know what? I, I really I forgot to say that I wanted to say about the WWE Championship match, Chamber match. No, what did you forget to say? I wish CM Punk was not one of the first people in it so he could have, like, sat in the pods. Because we've never seen somebody sit in a pod before. I thought ah. that'd be, like a little cool thing that he could have done. Good, good imagery. But going back to the World Heavyweight <laughs> title, uh, Elimination Chamber, you have Santino and Daniel Bryan, your final two. And I was, I was almost convinced that Santino was going to go over. Santino was going to go and over. And now, have to- now is it, would you see that in the future? Could you see him becoming a champion? Well, I now, can't. I can't see that, but I would want to see that. I would want to the see The only reason why I can't see that is because WWE doesn't build up their people correctly. Well, I mean, I, I feel like after this match, he was built up enough. He was, I mean, but you know, he was built he up in general. The next, night, the next night, he was just, like, thrown down. Yeah, against Daniel Bryan, but also, too, you know, you can only, you know, they say it with, like, lightning in a bottle. You know, that was, 
that was Santino that night. It was lightning about. Everyone was so behind him. I was sitting there and I was convinced. I was laughing hysterically. I'm like, Santino Morella is about oh, to win. Are you confused or what? No, I was just laughing hysterically. I'm like, Santino Morella is about to win the the world heavyweight title. I know. He, I and know, I'm like, know. I'm like planning out all these like storylines in my head. I'm like, he's gonna go against Daniel Bryan. Right. And then, yeah, yeah uh, okay, g- right. give me a break. I'm a mark. I'm just, I knew, you know, I knew I'm, you were I'm really d- excited because you sent David some pictures of you playing with your cobra. <laughs> that wasn't funny at all, Brandon. Really? Wow, only like, only Brandon up. laughed at his own joke with that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, that's that, Dave's that, drinking hot chocolate. Where's your mind at? No, and that also just says that it's a terrible at? joke. He's playing with his snake, his cobra snake. But in all instances, Asshole. Daniel Bryan goes over Santino to win his elimination chamber, and also too, this is kind of like the since he's become more of this heel. This has become the first time that we've really seen him want to match, like, cleanly. You know, going yeah. through all these guys and really – I want to say he's kind of cementing himself more that's top spot on SmackDown. Yeah. Because, like, where you have your Sheamus who then comes out at the end of the match and pretty much it says it's going to be Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania yeah. by yeah. hitting him with the air raid siren. The, mon- the match that gets bumped is the main event. Which I, you know what, I'm sorry, that's just awesome. Last year that match was bumped, their United States title was bumped. For- that's definitely a Zack Ryder-like story. And everybody was looking forward to that match too. Shamus I know. versus uh, Daniel Bryan I know. last year. I remember because when I was driving to go to my our buddy's house to go watch it, I was you know I was looking at my dirt sheets and it says Daniel Bryan Sheamus match gets bumped and I called Dave immediately and he's like, "What? Oh, that sucks." Yeah, I was. Then I off. then I arrived at David's house and I was like, "Oh, what? That fucking sucks." All right. Well, let's get let's get on to the Monday Night Raw. You know, Monday Night Raw. Can you do that every single time? I say that because it's Monday Night Nitro. No, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. All right, so let's get on to Monday Night Raw. We start the show off Monday Night Raw with Eve. I guess she's finally made a complete heel turn. No, we don't know that. We don't know that. Well, it seemed like she. What do we know? Of course, she. No, no, she's trying to make amends on Twitter. Oh no! Why? Because even the Bella, the Bella twins, who are blatantly a heel. Understand Eve. You know, saying that she's using her no, way to get no, to the but top. Nobody understands Eve. When a woman's in love, a woman's in love. She's not in oh love. She even said you don't she's... know that. She could have just been confused with her feelings. I really wish there was a way to turn you guys off, turn Brandon off, but <laughs> unfortunately, you guys are both <laughs> Skyped in today. No, I'm saying I'm trying. I'm trying to do my nipples through my my nipple showing shirt. No, I'm trying to. That's guide a some di- to the first episode. I'm trying to guide some direction see. here, and you keep cutting me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think I could do this? Hold on, let me see. BTG, you are getting muted. There you go. Um, so, continue on. You know, Eve, you know, pretty much blatantly saying she's using her way to get to the top. She went through Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder's a nothing. And she's now trying to go after John Cena. Get, and John Cena ripped her a new she asshole. Got, she got busted. She did get busted. And then she also got her own hashtag on Twitter, which is great. Hashtag Hosky. That whole pro. Oh, that's because that's exactly what she was acting like. Well, she. Well, also, too, it was such. It was great because they're like, right after that, the next segment, they're like, oh, look what's trending on Twitter. Hosky. Yeah, I'm actually great. glad that WWE embraced that. Yeah, sometimes I knew my microphone wasn't muted. You asshole! 
<laughs> well, I, I had you convinced there for a second. Yes. Yeah, um, so you have even John John Cena having this Hosky promo, but you also too it showed that she was crazy because she was like trying to jump on Cena and trying to oh, kiss she, him, and they had to get eight hundred people dude, to get around. She tried to make out with Cena. He should have just snuck in some makeout sash. I definitely, I definitely feel bad for Cena. I know I've been in that position before, and it, no, it's, yeah, not, it's not nice. But you could imagine. No, you can't. But you know what? Also, too, right. going back, going I, back, going back to last week <laughs> with the whole, you know, bros before hoes thing. John yeah, Cena said he lost Hoskies. a good Broskies before Hoskies. Yeah, broskies for her Hoskies. There we go. John Cena was Hoskies trying to. Hoskies kind of sounds like a dog. No, it kind of sounds like a delicious. Hey, Hosky, go fetch. Like Hostess? No, not a name. A Hosky dog, like a Husky dog. Are you guys serious? Cena, you know, Eve going completely and utterly crazy and then getting let out by 8,000 people. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. You had Sheamus going over Mark Henry, which was expected because if you think that Sheamus is going to lose a match before Royal Rumble, you're – I don't know what you're thinking. I don't want to say you're high because I know Brandon will probably criticize me about that. Um, You're stoned. Yeah, you have um, a new pairing of R-Truth and Kofi Kingston going over Primo and Epico, which... They just love tossing together people that failed wellness policy, uh, failed the wellness policy with Kofi. I, you know what, yes, but also, too, the night before, you kind of show, you kind of saw, you know, Kofi kind of shine in that Elimination Chamber match, and the fact that he... Is getting paired now with our truth kind of just kind of brings him down a little bit more. But also, I like this tag team because they kind of have that high flying ability to them, and they went over the WWE tag team champions, which, which is, is bi- stupid as hell. Why is that stupid, stupid as hell? That makes no sense. Cruz, Epico and Primo should not be losing to a tag team like this. It only makes them look bad. No, it actually. But everyone makes them, has to. Everyone has to lose one time. But it makes them look like they have competition because every yeah, single exactly. time they face the Usos for the past month, they've been going over the Usos. Now right. the fact that they have our Truth and Kofi in this tag division kind of sweetens the pot for the tag team division. I mean, I'd like to see our truth and Kofi Kingston have match retire, but I don't see that happening. Lost that match. Do you think? Do you think every time Demolition was tag team champions that they were winning their matches against LOD? Absolutely not, because LOD was the best. No, that's why there was an awkward silence because he can't remember that time. I didn't hear what you said. Both of you spoke at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, Uh, yeah, I do remember the time because I played WrestleFest all the time. No, you started yeah, playing okay. WrestleFest last week when Dave got the Wrestle demo. WrestleFest can suck a dick. THQ fucked a fucking goat with that one. What, you're really trying to get the Iron Sheik's attention here, aren't you? <laughs> I think that's... A, I don't know why I said that. I think it's because Iron Sheik, I've been reading his tweets all week. No, no, this is why. Brandon is trying to start, like, internet beef with the Iron Sheik, and the Iron Sheik knows that he's a jabroni and has a grasshopper no, it's, dick. No, the Iron Sheik is a gimmick, and it's not... Not everything he says on Twitter's fake. Okay, but still, but still, it doesn't matter because he's not responding to you, and he'd rather respond to CM Punk and Chris Brown, which we'll talk about in a minute. He'll respond to Brandon at some point. He's got nothing better to do besides lines of coke. Yeah, and tweet about Jeremy Lin and Carmelo Anthony and how Chris Bosh looks like a uh, a dinosaur, dinosaur, which is great. I thought that was the best tweet of the day. Um, I'm just confused as to what kind of beef he's got with John Stamos that he just randomly tweeted about. I can't believe we're talking about Iron oh, Sheik then oh, going over talking about what's going on in the WWE right now. Especially, you know, we're right there. We're on the road to WrestleMania. And one big part of the road to WrestleMania is the 
Elimination Hall of Fame. Chamber pay-per-view. No, it isn't because we fucking just talked about that. So get your get Bam your card Rose straight did. here. Bam yeah, Russell. We're talking Bam about Rose. right now the Hall of Fame this week. Ron Simmons well deservingly got in to inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, it's All right, my beef a class this is during of the 2012. entire video. They didn't show anything about Nation of Domination. Maybe that's a sour point, but also too. I think, I think how is it a sour of, point? There's no sour kind of, point with kind that. Of like racially involved, so I kind no. Of, yeah, they, especially they, no, especially on a PG show. No, they, fuck that. They posted on YouTube. Okay, they yeah, posted on YouTube. Different though. They post the matches of Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson on YouTube, but they're not going to make uh, acknowledge it on WWE TV because I he, think race is a very. Oh, shut the fuck up. up. You know nothing about race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're a ginger. <laughs> Bam, roasted. No, but also, too, I feel like before coming to the WWE, he had more of an illustrious career. Yeah, he had more athletes. But you're going to spend 30 seconds about him and how many times he could say damn as opposed to talking about Farouk and and the Nation of Domination and how dominant of a force they were. They were only dominant because that's how racist it was. No, it wasn't racist at all. What? There's nothing racist about it. They didn't. Chris, come on, back me up here. Was it not racist? I mean, no, it, it wasn't racist. They didn't, make any, they didn't make fun of them. No, they, they were didn't. A dominant force. That's how The Rock got his start. Run, he joined him as the blue chipper. Then that's how he became the. Then he. I know, but you know what? I feel like that's more why. The Nation of Domination was known for for spawning the star that you yeah, know it now Nation is the of Rock. Domination was more for the Rock. Yeah, no, it wasn't. People don't remember it was Ron Simmons too. No, no because should... remember, remember Ron Simmons got kicked out as the leader, and like, then the Rock became the leader. The Nation of Domination. He still started feud. that. The Nation of Domination's dominant feud was against Degeneration X. They had a bunch that of people. Rem- people only remember DX First Nation. Yeah, and you, and with one and thing with that, but also too, they didn't play. They didn't show any clips of that, and it's not racist at all. Rook wasn't in that. Yeah, he it was, was the Rock in that. The Rock was the leader at that yeah, time. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. All right. Yes, but there was t- feuds with Ron Simmons when he was in the Nation of Domination. They feuded with Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Undertaker. People they still had large feuds. That. that wasn't a large feud. But you know, if, if they, you know what? A fucking large feud. But also too, I guess they're trying. They're trying to package it the way that I. I don't know if they don't want to use the Nation of Domination, but also too to show like things that got him over, especially with the PG crowd that's watching this. The whole damn thing, especially to a more of a younger crowd is funny because the way the way that he says it and also too the character he portrayed with the APA being a beer drinking you know I don't uh, I just don't understand there's 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 nothing wrong uh, there's nothing not PG about look, the we hit the points we hit the points of why we think it's not on it and let's talk about the points of why you're a fucking dumbass too no seriously yeah drink coffee I am <laughs> all right it's well, not racist Okay, let, let, let's simmer down here, boys. Take a deep breath. Who's Braba? Yeah, let, let, yeah. Everybody, everybody, calm down here. Let's talk about. You know, we mentioned it with Elimination Chamber. John Laurinaitis trying to go for, you know, being the supreme GM of both shows, and this feud kind of started playing out on Raw when you had uh, David Otunga face Ezekiel Jackson and David Otunga going over. Which Dave made mention to earlier with how reports are saying they may nix out money in the bank to put this sort of bragging rights style match. Which is completely bullshit, bullshit. because one of the thing one of the main matches that a lot of people love on WrestleMania is the money in the bank. 
but to also, me, a lot of the times, Money in the Bank stole the show, and we haven't seen it in a, a while. Two years. We haven't seen is, it in two years. Which fucking sucks, in my opinion. I'd rather see that than this shitty little feud. But also, the too, they're saying they're. WrestleManias weren't up to par to me. I don't think so. Well, we're going to be there this year, so they're like, oh shit, Mark Announce coming, so we better. Uh... Yeah, they fucking give us a Hell in a Cell match. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. So let's <laughs> hey, talk man, about that then. Popping. That's right. They do give us a Hell in a Cell no match. match. Finally, after weeks of Triple H dodging the question of why is he not going to face The Undertaker after a great promo by The Undertaker and Triple H, we're getting our match. And not only are we getting Triple H versus Undertaker 2, we're getting it inside Three. a Hell in a Cell. <laughs> after weeks of Triple H dodging The Undertaker, not wanting to do this match, we finally get Triple H versus Undertaker again at WrestleMania. This time... Well, what did you think What did you think about the fact that everybody was saying the what to Undertaker while he was doing that entire promo? I think people are just idiots. It's because he looks like fucking... Stone Cold Steve Austin. You didn't even see his hair. Yeah, because he doesn't have any. Oh. He's wearing a hood. I know. Well, you couldn't see his hair because he was hid underneath the hood. A hood that kind of looks like the Grim Reaper. I think it's very disrespectful, especially do that to The Undertaker, who's a legend in the WWE. Because people don't know better, especially this this crowd. And also, they don't know better. So are you saying that they're idiots? Yes, I'm saying that the people are idiots. <laughs> They'd rather root for John Cena than root for somebody that's cemented themselves in maybe the best career possible, better than The Rock, better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. This guy, as as I said last week, and it's, it's been stated before, can work one day a year and get the biggest payday of the year. You want to know why? Because people want to see The Undertaker. Yes, it may. It's kind of bullshit, in my opinion. Why like, is that bullshit? Because his matches. For the past two years, we're not good. I don't think they were good. So you I, were, I wasn't a fan of Shawn Michaels, Undertaker 2. Because you're part of, of Team Undertaker Extreme. That's why. Why? Because you're part of Team Extreme. You'd rather see people yeah, jump off okay. the ladders. I want to see The Undertaker wrestle no matter what, but I don't want to see these shitty-ass matches. That's okay. why I'm intrigued this year with the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That's like, I'm it's, excited to see that. I mean, I think we're going to have a hard time seeing through that. I don't know, right? And also, too, how are they going to do a Hell in a Cell outside? Well, we've seen cage matches outside before. It's I'm not, I'm it's not, not getting into this right now. I think it's suspended. They'll, they'll probably just set it up right before the match. That, I don't that's think so. I think no. it's a thing they suspend from the ring. Yeah, they have to suspend that from the ring. You can't set it up, especially the top of the cage, too. It's a canopy that they would have. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's gonna it, be cool. That's gonna be kind of cool to see, just hanging over the open air, the open stadium. Yeah, I was kind of hoping there'd be a disco ball for Brodus Clay, but apparently there's no. Yeah, and that's no. something we haven't even touched on in the past couple weeks is the fact that where the hell's Brodus Clay been? I don't know. Apparently, he'll be back on TV in like two weeks, according to dirt sheets. But yeah. then I read Vince McMahon thinks that he's too violent and unprotected in the ring. So you don't no. know. You, well, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying he's definitely protecting them. I mean, you don't, you can't put a over. What is he over 300 pounds? Yes. Putting over a, a 300 over 300 pounder in the ring, and he, I think he's doing a really good job with protecting his uh, opponents. Yeah, he's not like Andre the Giant just taking swings and shit like fucking. Or Grey Khali, even. Yeah, Grey Khali's dangerous to me. Especially, I'm, I'm glad, that's why I, I'm glad that they got him out of the ring so quickly at Elimination Chamber. Just because of he's, he's dangerous I feel, in the I ring. Kinda, I feel bad for him, though. Because, like, it's a clear... It's I, To me, I think, 
he he has problem with his legs. He has to have problems with his legs. He does. And it's it's think, his knees. I think it's like he needs money maybe that he just keeps coming back and how about we just give him the money and tell him to stay the fuck away? Yeah, Don't right. come back. We go don't make want to see an, you on TV. Go make another longest yard, and I think then we'll all be happy. Um, I won't be happy with that. I just don't want to see him again. Yeah, great. So we have – you're going to have Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight title. But the question is now, on Monday Night Raw, who is going to be the challenger for the for CM Punk's WWE Championship? And that was decided in a 10-man battle royal, which then ended up Chris Jericho winning. So yeah, Man, why, why aren't we all pulling for Santino Morella? I, we were. I, uh, I, was, I was pulling for Cody Rhodes. I yeah. was. I mean, I was pulling for Santino, even though there was like no fucking way that was going to happen. Yeah. Or or Dolph Ziggler. I really wanted Dolph Ziggler. And in my case, I would think if Dolph Ziggler would have won that, it would have been a triple threat match where Chris Jericho wiggles his way into it. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're going to get that singles match between CM Punk and Chris Jericho, which I'm really excited about. I don't think we've seen that. Oh, wait, King of the Ring Single. finals. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking about a singles match for the title in the WrestleMania uh, event. No, we were ta- I'm talking about between. But oh, yeah, also, too, that was a while back, and these guys have really flourished. I thought this mat the battle royal itself I thought was really well done and everything like that. But we did see an injury occur with uh, Wade Barrett. Yeah, well that was just he, a nasty spill oh, that in was general. So fucking gross. Yeah, we're big show through um who'd he throw? Uh, Dolph, Z- Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. I thought Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler was out. No, I, I didn't think he was out. I thought he was fine. But right after he um Wade Barrett and R Truth go to catch him, Wade Barrett just starts yelling on the ground, fuck, 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 and ends up that he dislocated his elbow. Out for six to eight weeks, going to miss WrestleMania. I mean, that sucks, especially yeah. this guy that's been leading, like, this the, the Barrett barrage for, you know. Oh, definitely. Maybe we'll I mean, be he, able he to just see. Got, he just got new new theme song, pretty much the Which uh, new character change, I guess, a little bit. Not really. Maybe, maybe still, we'll be able to see him at WrestleMania managing somebody or something. Well, that's what I that's what I, I tweeted about it. I would want um, to keep him, like, current and everything like that. I'd rather see him as a manager or even on commentary role just because, as we know from the past, he's great on the mic. He's great commentary. I think he would be a good fit on commentary just to keep him relevant or else just to have him manage somebody. Maybe I, put I mean, him, I don't really... I mean, if you... Are we talking about... The road to WrestleMania or WrestleMania itself? WrestleMania itself. You, well, you know, also, too, like, well, you see this whole feud going on right now with well, Cody on. Rhodes and the big on. show. Hold on. Before you even go on, I want to keep on talking about Wade Barrett. Well, no, no. That's, I'm talking about Wade Barrett. You're just not letting me finish my sentence. Well, but, I don't know. You kind of interrupted me. Okay. Well, I don't care. Um, I know you don't, but it's okay. Good. So you see this feud going on right now between Cody Rhodes and the big show. You saw it during the Battle Royal on Monday. Uh, going, in, look, We're going to start touching into SmackDown. You know, you have big show Mark Henry and then Cody Rhodes playing all these embarrassing big show moments at WrestleMania. There's, there's reports saying that Shaq's not going to wrestle at WrestleMania, Shaquille O'Neal. So maybe you have Cody Rhodes with Wade Barrett in his corner since the big show was the one that hurt him with versus the big show with Shaquille O'Neal in his corner. So that way you keep Wade Barrett relevant nah, and I'd, keep him I'd having his see, WrestleMania moment as a manager. No, nah, I don't know. I'd rather see him – I'm fine with that and everything. Keeps him relevant and stuff like that. But I kind of want to see him as manager for uh, Drew McIntyre as well. 
help build him up. Dave, you, did, you didn't make right any. Dave, the- you didn't make any sense. You want to see him as a manager, but for Drew McIntyre as well. So he'd be managing Cody Rhodes and then oh, managing no, Drew no, McIntyre. I, as in, I don't mind seeing him as the manager for Cody Rhodes. I don't see it really happening. But then you said but right before I, that you don't like want to see, see that him as Drew McIntyre. So you want to see him more as Drew McIntyre's manager. Yes. Okay. Let's get into hey, SmackDown. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, completely squashed by the Great Khali. I don't know why they're still using the Great Khali. Daniel Bryan making a uh, coming out with a big promo in the beginning. Miz coming that out. A, that was a very interesting promo. Yeah, it was. It Cause, was because like even AJ AJ was there and she was kind of like, it's weird because she's not a heel, but she's, he she's, is, and she's like she's laughing at all this shit and. She's just acting like a dumbass. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what chicks do in love. Yes, that's what chicks yes. do in peri- in in life. period. Seriously, they <laughs> in bloody period. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But that was a very interesting promo. I thought. I thought he he definitely hit everything he needed to hit. And yeah. it was a live SmackDown. And it was it was it a live SmackDown. It was it was the first SmackDown that we saw live since. McFarlane. Yeah, since they want to swaggle the power to speak. Yeah, that terrible. And they have to do a lot more live SmackDowns. I said this last week. They have to do more live SmackDowns. It gets ratings as opposed to it being taped and people knowing the results and everything. I feel like live SmackDowns is a good ratings boost. It is. Um, We spoke about Kofi and our truth earlier about how they're a tag team, and then on SmackDown they faced a team of Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler who get the win over Kofi and R-Truth. So you have Kofi and R-Truth go over the tag team champions, and then the guys that beat the tag team champions get uh, go under against Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. This so could, what does that say about the tag team champions? I guess Jack no, Swagger... No, but it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about them because you're going to win, you're going to lose. It's never you're never going to be on a straight winning streak. Like yeah, but also but also too, this beefs up the tag team division a little bit. So maybe we could see maybe a four corners match at WrestleMania with Swagger, Ziggler, Kofi, and Our Truth, the Usos, and Primo and Epico. I want to call them the Colognes, but I would love to fucking see. You could still call. Aren't they still Colognes? Yeah, they still are. I would love to see the Usos at WrestleMania. That'd be so fucking sick. With that that big pyro, maybe get like a big like. Samoan and it also it'd be cra- it'd be weird because the last WrestleMania that I went to, the only WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20, they had a fucking tag team match like that, the tag team turmoil match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have you know the the feuds of the GM the GMs going over. Uh, David Otunga again getting another win over Ezekiel Jackson. I don't know Which, what the fuck is happening there. I think that's that's bad as well. I mean, you can't have the, uh, Ezekiel Jackson. Lose to David Otunga. Who the fuck is David Otunga? Jennifer Hudson's husband. I think it's his hair, though. I really think it's that Ezekiel yeah, right? Jackson is losing because of his hair. I don't think he's won. I don't think he's won one match on live TV in 2012 yet. Oh God, there's Zach Rodering him. Jeez. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the main event. The thing I think most of us were very excited about: Daniel Bryan, the World Heavyweight Champion, versus CM Punk, the WWE Champion, in a Champions versus Championship match. The end of this match went over as it should have, with you know Johnny Ace coming out and interfering. Then you have Tilo Brown restarting the matchup. <laughs> Both of their shoulders were down. It was just crazy back and forth. It was a great match. Yeah, it was. It was it, a great technical match, back and forth. I want to see. I, the one perfect. thing I want to see is somebody win this match. I want this match to be done. And I want somebody to win. 
So do you think we'll see this more on Raw and SmackDown leading up to the pay-per-view? Or well, do you think if you're going to have afterwards, if, if you're going to have Teddy Long and Johnny Ace kind of, you know, interfering between it. Yes, because that pl- plays up this GM storyline, which I guess is going to come to a head at WrestleMania. I don't know. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan go back and forth. All this uh, no no um, winner, uh, double count outs and stuff like that until it becomes um, combining the two titles. Uh, it's. And I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But if there's, if there's going to be a Team T-Lo and Team Ace at WrestleMania, at least give us Johnny Ace to wrestle. Because... Like, I mean, what? not not the fact that I want to see Johnny Ace wrestle, but it would add more to the match, the fact that the GMs are actually fighting for themselves. I don't want to see that. That's, that, think, that's an interesting point, Brandon. I kind of – it's intriguing. I think to put them on a team, they need to also be on it and fight for their fucking positions. I don't want to see that at all, but I also don't want to see this storyline. So I'll be Who knows? Maybe session stand. Maybe Teddy Long could actually fucking wrestle. We've maybe. We've never seen him wrestle. Maybe. He's been a manager for all these years. He's been a referee. He's got to have picked up some moves somewhere. Maybe we can see this match being a, t- a team money in the bank match where the briefcase at the top would be for half red and half blue. Uh, oh no! Never for mind, well, no, it would be for <laughs> the contract to be the general manager of both shows. So you still get your money in the bank match, and then you still get the storyline. Yeah, but is the WWF that smart to do WWE. a match like that? I think it. I don't know. I think it'd be too messy if with those stipulations. But we love messy. Why? Well, that many change of uh, stipulations. Well, I mean, just to have multiple competitors for money in the bank. Let's say it's or maybe make it a tag team. Maybe face. well, yeah, maybe make it make it a tag team ladder match. I mean, we've seen those at WrestleManias before. So yeah. you put, you know, you put you put Ezekiel Jackson, um, maybe Randy Orton, and then another face versus. I kind of, I kind of feel like now that they've announced this, I don't even know is the Hell in a Cell official. Yeah, it's official. Yeah. Now it's that official. it's official, like announced even, I kind of feel like they're taking the larger match types and saving it for that. Like I don't think we're going to see any other type of but main also event match type of but also match. are we going to see a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view now this year that they're doing a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania? Get yeah. rid of it. I hope I not. Think those I want the fucking money in the bank match at WrestleMania. I want them to get rid of these pay-per-views i want them to fuck chris brown in his ass and make him humble great no i don't want that that's gross yeah, yeah but great. really <laughs> i still I don't, I, I don't understand i understand i really don't understand why do you iron want sheik. to see that brandon that's i don't understand the... how iron sheik could tweet shit like that he said he'd rather have sex with a dead dog than have sex with snooki Great. Iron Sheet doesn't matter right now, but thank you for mentioning Chris Brown because I almost forgot about that. This week, there has been, uh, you know, Twitter is a great forum to get your name out there and to, you know, like with us, you know, we started using Twitter. Yeah, at Marking Out um, is a great forum to get your name out there and get your opinion voiced. And this week, there has been a Twitter battle. Going on between the Grammy Award winning artist Chris Brown, some will know him for the, you know, the woman beater, the woman beater, and the best in the world CM Punk going back and forth. Um, you know, CM Punk making some valid points, and then Chris Brown coming out and saying that CM Punk is a steroid user, which 
you know, CM Punk it is completely false if he actually knew who CM Punk was. Yeah, if he actually, it's, if, if it's Chris Brown actually, funny. it's kind of funny. It's like you say, don't say shit you don't know is true, and here CM Punk is saying shit about Chris Brown beating a woman. Everyone, the whole fucking world knows that to be true. Yep, because it was like it was a ma- it would happen before fucking major award show where they were gonna perform. Yeah, and she fucking shows up on the internet with beaten fucking face afterwards, cuts and everything. And she then looks- CM Punk, he goes, "Oh, you're a steroid user." It's like, and then he, no, then he goes to CM Punk. Yeah, but then the thing that he, said, he the rebuttal no, he was you done by video did- work. CM Punk made a video directed at Chris Brown, which I think is even larger because after that, Chris Brown was just like, I'm not going to talk about CM Punk anymore right after the video. Yeah, 15, so I think he punked out a little bit. seconds of fame and shit. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, CM Punk is famous worldwide. He's not going to... He's, you know, one of the faces of the the, the biggest sports entertainment promotion and even in now, all the world. And even now, he's been mentioned on Conan. Yeah. He's, he's been mentioned. He yeah. was on the CNN sister network, HLN. He was on well, Hot 97 this week. Hot 97. He's been on TMZ, those rap bastards. What, what I don't get is how all these little girls are defending Chris Brown and Team Breezy. Give me a fucking break. Are you serious? The guy beat his girlfriend, beat Rihanna... And you're defending him? What you don't do in life is is there's there's a couple things that you don't do. And one of them is you don't hit a woman at all. And the fact that CM Punk came out and pretty much, you know, we say it all the time all the time on the show. That was an ultimate bam roasted because he just put Chris Brown in his place. And the fact that the day after Chris Brown's like, I'm not talking about CM Punk. He knows. He goes, man. He probably said to himself, I just got owned, and I just got put in my place about this. I don't as, as see— you know, The one thing you don't want to do is talk shit to CM Punk because on the mic, yeah. he will kill you. Yes. I, just, I, like, I just like the fact that he, CM Punk was like, oh, I don't have a publicist, this, that, this, that. Tell me what to do. I don't have this. I don't have this. And, and here Chris Brown, he, he's like he's got to get his shit approved and shit. Yeah, he does. So I don't shit. see I don't see this coming anywhere or going anywhere well, from this, because well, I, I think mean, Chris Brown. I, I think of it on SmackDown. Yeah, they did yeah, because they did. That because was, I was this surprised. it's huge and you have to cash in on this. You can't just n- I, ignore I this. I don't want it, but I don't want to see them cash in on it. They they um, did the what was it hashtag not no punk. They actually advertised that on SmackDown Live, saying that that was trending right now. Even though that was. Chris Brown's uh, attack on CM Punk. I think that they shouldn't give this any airtime. They shouldn't give Chris Brown any airtime. I think it will just get fan to make money off of this w- fucking woman beater. I think oh. is insane and un- and just unnecessary. They don't need it. They don't. And I think maybe, this maybe, is it. Maybe it'll turn into an Edge Federline versus John Cena feud. I don't know. Think- don't give him the fucking <laughs> airtime. He's, they're not going to, and if they're smart, they should just let this go. Yes, you can make mention to it on one show and then make it sort of the, the trending, but after that, it's done. You have WrestleMania to worry about. You have CM Punk versus Chris Jericho, you know, and you have Triple H versus The Undertaker and a lot of other matches. Well, I mean, Chris, it, it was Chris Jericho even made reference to that on Twitter. He was just like, I'm too busy dealing with uh, CM Punk to deal with uh, uh, celebrities and stuff like that. There you go. He so then reference of that. Okay, so then that then next week that'll play into the the. Chris Jericho CM Punk feud so we have a couple days until uh, we have a, a good amount of time to see what they're going to do next week on the WWE but right now let's get to our as we said in the beginning of the show Alex Reynolds independent wrestler 
you know, sat down with us. Uh, thank you very much, Alex, for sitting down with us and talking to us about himself and talking about his career. And when we get back, we're going to talk about more about independent wrestling in general. Because last week, NYWC Psycho Circus 10, we were there. A shitload of people were there. And we're going to talk about it. And we'll be right back on Marking Out. <laughs> And we are back on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, and we're sitting here with a model American, a slop hunter, and yours truly, Alex Reynolds. Alex, thank you uh, for coming on the podcast this week. Appreciate uh, it. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. First time podcaster, guys, so bear with me. Woo! Breaking the, uh, breaking the podcasting cherry here. Yeah. Pop, popping the cherry. There we go. And do, we still, do you still go under the uh, moniker, yours truly, or do you just kind of drop that? Yeah, it depends how I feel that day. Oh, okay. All right, so, you you know, you started your training with NYWC. Well, what year did you start training in with NYWC? Uh, I started, my first day of training was March 20th, 2006. Oh, nice, nice. And yeah. was there anybody, like, that you started training with that you still, like, are very close with the with the wrestling uh, wrestling scene? Was there anybody um, still in that, that class that you were, like, was it class or was it just Yeah, pushing? we had, like, a class. It was, like, pretty big. There were probably, like, maybe 10 10 to 12 of us, and uh, from that class, it's now just uh, Johnny Silver and myself. Okay, these so, slop yeah. hunters. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> he honestly like joined, I think, like two weeks after me, okay. and uh, I would have to drive him home from training because <laughs> he wasn't old enough to drive. All right. Cool. And like, was wrestling always like something like a passion? Like growing up, were you like a big avid wrestling fan, or was it something like later in life, like your teens, or do you remember like being really, really young watching? No, like I remember... Um, Maybe like ninety two, ninety three ish, and like my brother watched it, like my older brother. So obviously, like you know, I wanted to be cool like him. So like I would casually watch it, and it would be interesting. Then I kind of fell out of touch with it, and then around like WrestleMania eleven, so like ninety five, like I started getting back into it, and from then on, it was just kind of it was an addiction. Yeah, for like any like of the wrestlers who know me, and uh, they know that I don't watch sports. Like I kind of think they're pointless okay <laughs> and like after once wrestling came into my life like and i used to like love football and baseball like, and like, i can care less for him so that may kind of defeat my next question to ask you if you were an <laughs> athletic person growing up i was though like, okay, I, okay. I, I, like playing sports like like was cool when i was younger um you know, even like through high school, like I played like I played volleyball, and uh, yeah, don't make jokes. No, I'm not gonna make jokes. It was at all. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I played volleyball. Yeah, Lance Storm played volleyball, so boom. Damn roasted. Damn roasted. Yeah. As we like to say here. Um, and I played baseball like from the time I was maybe like four or five till like high school. Mm-hmm. So like playing sports fun and like pick up football games, but hmm. once like I started training for wrestling, and my friends would call me. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, we're doing playing football. I'd be like, nah, man. Like, I, I wouldn't want to get hurt playing, yeah. you know, tackle football with my friends, and that would prevent me from training. Or yeah, being to on a like show. ruin any sort of like yeah. career of wrestling. Well, rightfully so, you know, especially if you have a passion, you don't want to kind of get screwed out of anything. And you know, a lot of people have really come out of the NYWC school. A lot of guys that are in WWE now, and you yourself are like maybe one of the, the the head trainers there at the moment with NYWC. How does it how does it feel to be like a head trainer, you know, also you, Tony Nice, and coming out of a school where, you know, as we said like the Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder and Trent Beretta, you know, Mike Mondo too. All of those guys have come out of the system. Is it sort of like 
do you have to hold yourself to a certain standard with training these guys and like kind of giving them a little bit more of a hard time than like maybe some other schools? Like I don't know personally because I never trained. I wrestled in a, a backyard when I was like 18 years old. We all did. <laughs> Back in Zack Ryder's backyard. <laughs> On a trampoline. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, like the school has such a good reputation. And I mean, like I was trained by Mikey, you know, Trent and Hawkins and Ryder. Like they were all trained by Mikey. Mondo was trained by Curse. Like, so there is like a reputation to uphold. And uh, that's why it was flattering for, I know, me, myself, and Nice when Mikey kind of, because Mikey lives in Pennsylvania now. Right. So he can't, you know, obviously train. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool. It was kind of like flattering for him to be like, okay, you know, these are the two guys I want training these guys of the school that he puts, like, his stamp of approval on. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, we are, like, we are, we're tough on them, you know, uh, but we don't make them do anything that we've never done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, this whole, I don't know, this whole training thing's kind of all, like, new to us, yeah. but uh, it's fun. It's frustrating as hell sometimes yeah, absolutely it's annoying, like you know but i'm still in that area where i, I kind of remember how you know awkward it is mm-hmm. you know and like those awkward stages and you know you have to be respectful and quiet and you don't want to mess up you don't want to get yelled at you know and it's like me and niece being trainers like we kind of have a different vibe than like we got you know, like Mike, because mm-hmm. it's Mikey Whipwreck. Mm-hmm. You know, like we grew up watching Mikey. Yeah. And here he is in the flesh, and Mikey would not talk to you. Yeah. He would say hello. He would say goodbye. You know, he would, you know, train you, and that's it. There was no conversations, no small talk, no joking around. You know, it was all business. So it was, you know, you kind of had to earn his respect, and, uh-huh. you know, and then he warms up to you and. Is, is that something that you're teaching all the new guys now to like kind of like pay their dues and be respectful to like you guys as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like we joke around, whatever. You know, we all try to have fun, but you know, at the end of the day, like it's wrestling. You know, so there is, you know, like we're their trainers. Mm-hmm. You know, so we do like you know teach them respect. Cause it's, it's not even just like respect for us, but it's respect for everybody. Because you go to any locker room and you know whoever's on the show, but like you, know, you go shake their hand, say hi, like. You know, introduce yourself like it's like we still do it you yeah. know so like that's just something everybody does so we try to drill it into their heads right away like you know nobody wants to be around an asshole you know but absolutely everybody wants to be around you know and it's respectful also, and polite and also too it's just, it's just not even just like for the wrestling industry itself I feel like that's more of like a common courtesy because like I see people like every now like I was in the I was in the pizza place just before and I opened the, the door for somebody they just walked out you know especially you know going into locker rooms where there's guys that are like Established on the independent wrestling scene, you know you have to be respectful. You don't want to just be like, "Oh yeah, shrug them off." And you can't just give everybody the young buck. (laughs) (laughs) Give them, yeah, the old uh, Booker T handshake. Not everybody could do that. (laughs) But it is like I think those I think those values and like that you know teaching them respect. I think that goes not only in wrestling but like real life as well. You know, if you're at a job, you know, like especially sorry, just burped into the microphone. It's fine. you know, you go into a job like your first day or whatever. Like you introduce yourself, you shake yeah. your people's hands. Like I feel like that's just common courtesy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you've definitely been, you know, around in the northeastern area and just the east coast in general with your, you know, your young wrestling career. Saying you started in 2006, you know, uh, 2010 being uh, the ECWA uh, Super Eight tournament. Um, also, too, you were on the Slammed documentary. 
Was oh, wait, was that was the uh, Nat Geo, right? Yeah, yeah, Nat Geo. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Nat I was Gio. in the background. I threw a sweet drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> you walking in there with uh, Max Bold Velvetier. So yeah. Was that more of like a? Were you trying to get over Ring of Honor, or were they just like, hey, we want you to try off Ring of Honor, and we're going to film your your tryout? Uh, you know, it's it's weird, and like, you know, Ring of Honor, like it was, it was just a tryout. Like they mm-hmm. just said, okay, you know, come, you'll get looked at. Okay. And it's so weird now how companies are doing it. Like, the bigger companies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, TNA has to gut check. You know, WWE did their FCW tryouts. You know, uh, Ring of Honor had their tryouts. And they're good. Like, you learn a lot, you know. But part of you are kind of like, okay, well, like, are they really looking at me? Or do they just want money? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But, you know, because I did the Ring of Honor one. I did the FCW one. You know, and I learned a ton. It was mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and it's just, you know, like, you do it, you know, yeah, it's it costs money, but now you're kind of on their radar. Yeah, okay. You know, I didn't know that they were filming this documentary until I got there, you okay. know, and like, as you, like, I'm just in the background mm-hmm. freezing in that hallway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, those tryouts, like, I think they're cool, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Would I do them again? Maybe, maybe not, you know. You just want to kind of more, like, make a name for yourself and then have them come to you instead of you going to them? Yeah, well... I think now, like I would, like, I mean, it was only two years ago, but, you know, like, I just want to get my name out there, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, meet people, and, you know, you network, like, at that FCW tryout, like, I met, you know, Elgin, and Joey Ryan, and Shima Zion, like, there were, like, a lot of, like, you know, different guys, and then I met Shima again on the Ring of, at the Ring of Honor yeah. tryout, so, like, we struck up a French, you know, started talking, like it's all just networking. You don't know who mm-hmm. you're gonna meet, who you're gonna click with. So absolutely, like it's cool. You just like that's how you just you know, D- and uh, definitely getting your name out there. Like networking wise too. You know, you were the we're gonna skip around all over the place here. <laughs> for, the, the fourth member uh, announced for the wrestling retribution project, which I think everybody and their mother. M- I think my mom's a little bit excited for it. Um, my, mom, my mom is very excited. Well, she it. should. Her <laughs> boys. <laughs> her, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about Kev's mom, but. but you know the fourth person announced in the Wrestling Retribution project with you know uh, a bunch of guys that have been in WWE, a bunch of guys that you know have made their name on the independent scene, and you know once the promo pictures and stuff like came out, it's, it it was shown that you teamed up with maybe one of the, the hottest stars in the independent scene right now, Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Uh, what was the it, a What was the atmosphere like? You know, especially you being more of an East Coast wrestler, uh, you know, as opposed to working on the West Coast. Also working a in Hollywood and C work my, I miss B and C <laughs> and C working at Jim on the Jim Henson lot, Jim Henson Studios. That that whole experience, honestly, like not only was it the coolest wrestling experience I've had, it was like the coolest life experience. Mm-hmm. You know, first off, like it was the first time I was ever flown out for wrestling, which right there, like, is cool enough. <laughs> B, it was you know in California, a place that I've always wanted to go in LA, like. You know, they put us up like they pay for my hotel room. You know, nice. Like they didn't even have to pay me at that point. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you want to fly, but like whatever. You know, like it was cool to get paid too. Like mm-hmm. you know, like that's just added bonus. But oh, absolutely. You know, all those guys. You know, and I was kind of like nervous because, like, the first guy they announced was Cabana, yeah. and it was like uh, I think MVP. M- MVP. Yeah. No, was it MVP? I think <laughs> it was after me. It was like it was Cabana. 
I think Dr. Luther. Yeah, yeah there Dr. Yeah. Dr. Luther. Who, by the way, is the coolest guy ever. One of my favorite people. That's what I've heard. A lot of people that have, like, I guess we're behind the scenes are like, like even like Pat Buck said on Two and a Half Hours, he's like, I'm a huge Dr. Luther Mark now. Everybody that was a part of that, ro- like, you know, part of that roster was became the biggest Dr. Luther fan. Just to, like, he hadn't wrestled in two years. You know, he's, he's, you know, up there in age, but like, he fucking went like he could still go he was awesome and just the coolest dude he like really like we all really hit it off with him you know he would always watch me and sammy's matches and like give us any kind of feedback it was he was just a cool dude but you know so like cabana was first dr luther was second i think doan yeah. was third i think so yeah you know and then it, like he emailed me he's like yeah i'm announcing you tomorrow i was like shit <laughs> It's like you got all these guys. Like you announced these three guys, and now it's just me. Like I kind of wonder what the feedback's gonna be. And thankfully, it was positive. You know, yeah. and then after me it was Omega. Like, <laughs> like that whole roster is just ridiculous. Yeah, we definitely popped for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it had us. such a cool like. He had a mix of everything. Like guys that wrestle in Japan, guys that work indies. You know, guys that were in WWE. You know, guys that are trying to make a name for themselves, like myself, like uh, the kid Psycho Mike Rollins, who I highly suggest everybody looks up because he's hysterical okay. and just awesome. But, like, it was just it, like that, besides getting flown out and put up and getting paid, like, just being a part of that roster, you know, with Dreamer and Christopher Daniels and Lance Storm as producers, like, it was just, it was mind boggling. Like, just the coolest thing ever. And, like we became like we all kind of like created a cool bond like everybody like yeah. no one was an asshole everybody knew what they were doing so there wasn't like politics like you know Jeff knew what he was doing with us knew where he wanted to go so we were all just hanging out and just kind of like enjoying the ride you know like there were long days mm-hmm. we had to meet up we would get to the studio at like 9am you know some days we would have like three matches a day I think the first day we filmed 27 matches. Jeez. And in the three days of just the wrestling, we filmed, I think, 63 altogether. Holy shit. So, like, it was, you know, it was tough. And were you guys doing, like, double, triple duty a day? Or is it just like, okay, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, The first day, Sammy and I had three matches. The second day, we had two. And then the final day, we had one. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Buck, I think, had nine matches in three days. Fuck. Damn. Omega, I think, had nine. Yeah, so like we all kind of, we're all kind of like you know soldiers, just and we didn't know like where this was gonna go, but like yeah. you got to kind of take those risks and be like, hey man, this is this could be a cool thing. Yeah, and Jeff, the creator, like mm-hmm. he's said it a bunch of times. He'd be like, you know, this isn't for everybody. Like, yeah. yeah, if you don't like it, whatever you don't like it. He's like, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it fails, fuck it, it fails. Yeah, you know who knows? Maybe ten years from now someone will go back and watch it and be like wow you know what this was maybe ahead of a time or it still sucks you know <laughs> or it could just be an overnight hit yeah like, we don't know but you know i mean obviously it's an overnight hit yeah yeah, yeah. Just, like, I mean, we, we could just do that all the time yeah. we actually had uh, jeff katz on the show and we interviewed him right when he announced wrp oh, like nice. before anything got released the pictures about his idea and what he wants to do even yeah even before and, production yeah before production went we had him on our show Whoa. he sound like he sounded like he had everything planned out perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, and everything got us back. Was in it. like, like we all knew everything. Like we knew what we had to do. We knew what our character. You know, like it was just it was. It's so refreshing because there are some indie shows where, like, 
you don't know who you're wrestling until you get there. there. And then, like, you try to find the promoter and be like, hey, what do you want? Like, and they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, whatever. Like, you can't get a straight answer. Like, they're just running around. You can't find them. But, like, so this was just nice and, re- like, it was relaxed. Like, we're all working hard. You know, and they were honestly some of the best matches, like, mm-hmm. like I've seen, like, and just the roster speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we're all definitely really excited for that to come out whenever it does come out because we saw the the teaser trailer and it just blew our minds. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we we I think we marked out for that just as we did after we spoke definitely. to Jeff Katz about it. We were jumping up and down and punching each other. <laughs> I don't know about that, but hey, um, whatever you guys you know do. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. NYWC head trainer, member of the Wrestling Retribution Project. You've had a lot of big acclimates, NYWC champion, NYWC tag team champion. Was there anything in your career that you're like most proud of? I mean, you're, you still have a, a lot. How, how old are you, by the way? I'm sorry. 24. Oh, shit. You're younger than me. <laughs> how, you know, you still have a very young career. What so far in your career have you, are you most proud of? Um, it's kind of a tie. Uh, I'd say my match with Vance Archer on ECW. Okay, yeah, okay, I watched that. in uh, 2009. Uh, that was that and Wrestling Revolution, like that whole experience that, yeah. you know, four or five days we were out there. Those were probably, like, the coolest things I've ever done, you know. And yeah, for, I mean, hopefully there's, God willing, there's more. But, I, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're, we're all crossing our fingers. If anybody wants to contact you for bookings or... Like, why don't you just talk to you and maybe find out what it's like being a real-life slop hunter? Is there any way they can... Uh, <laughs> f- because J- cause, uh, John Silver told us what a slop hunter is last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He told me. I, I was talking with him last night. He's like, they may ask you what a slop hunter is. <laughs> like, oh, man, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he told the right response. Was, yeah, was uh, you know, and for, for some reason, people always think it's fat girls. <laughs> really, it's, it's not. I don't know why. I don't know where that started coming around but uh yeah it's, I, res- I assure all you people listening that slops are not fat girls <laughs> but uh if you want to get contact like my twitter's uh yt alex reynolds uh if you want to book me um my email it's complicated i don't i gotta come up with an easier one uh it's alex dot reynolds four two eight seven uh at gmail.com and you know Obviously, if I'm available, I will do your show awesome. anywhere. Awesome. <laughs> <Nice>. Anywhere. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> Make me money. Hey, man, it's all about just getting your name getting out there. Getting your name out there and trying to live the dream. Amen. That's why, like, I like, I like, I look up to guys now. Like, like obviously, everybody wants to be, you know, in the WWE. And, mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously, that's like the ultimate goal. Yeah. But, like, if I could just make my living wrestling, like, you see guys like Cabana and, like, how Hero was, yeah. you know, and, like, Claudio, like, those guys, and, like, I, like if I can make a living just wrestling, like, I'll be happy. Yeah. You know? Amen. And, like, and that's what, I, I was picking Hero's brain all the time, like, in Cali, I'd be like, like, when did you start, like, just, like, just wrestling? And, you know, he was like, oh, I forgot the date, but he was like, you know, there were times where I'd be at, like, the supermarket, I would have to put stuff back because I couldn't afford it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all just, you know, just going out there. And that's why, like, I admire Sammy so much, you know, because Sammy's just making a living wrestling. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's all, like, we really clicked well and, like, became real close. And everyone was kind of shocked, too. And, like, we knew each other. Like, we weren't really friends before WRP, mm-hmm. but, like, we did shows together. Yeah. And, like, we were always, like, nice and joking yeah. or whatever. And then 
once Jeff told us that we were teaming together, we're like, oh, awesome. Like, now there's not going to be that awkward, like, hey, you know, what's hey, up? Yeah, <laughs> like, and we had just instant chemistry. Like, you know, like, I, it was a cool compliment when, like, Christopher Daniels and Lance Storm, yeah, that was name drops right there. So, <laughs> um, like, they came up, just like, have you guys ever tagged before? We're like, no. And they're like, wow, you guys got, like, like it looks like you've been tagging for a while. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that works. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex, for uh, coming on the show and talking to us. We really appreciate it. No problem. My pleasure, guys. And just keep, you know, marking out. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. There we go. There we go. It's a funny. <laughs> and we're back on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, thank you, Alex, for sitting down with us. Appreciate it. And you may hear from him next week as well, but on other topics other than his career. Because he'll be go on. Yeah, go follow him at YT Alex Reynolds. And truly, truly one of the, the younger independent talents that, that's out there on yeah. the East Coast, at least. Yeah, and he'll be uh, at Pro Wrestling Syndicate March 9th in Rotway, New Jersey, facing uh, the premier athlete Tony Nice for the PWS tri-state title and he was also a big part of the NYWC Psycho Circus this week at the NYWC Sportatorium I've been there a bunch of times and this place was packed to the gills like yeah, it was I'm surprised that the fire marshal didn't shut it down I'm surprised there was no the fire marshal wasn't even there which was crazy it's a good thing I brought my own seat. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, even like even too, like we got online an hour early, and by the time we got in there, like there were no seats at all. We were, I wish what? they would have told us that, though. Like, I told you that the other day. I said, hey, guess what? Pat told me to get there early because it's going to pack out. No, I meant like the, where like the seats like – Where are. half the sections were like reserved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, but, you know, it's their big event, and they want to make sure the people that, you know – are maybe you know family related and also to you know donators of stuff are get appropriate seats that's true but you know hook it up next time yeah for marking out (laughs) come on um so but everybody podcast of the future everybody and anybody was there including members of chi true long island story if you saw it this week we uh me and dave started the uh the old show off on episode nine outside the nywc sportatorium and then you also had brandon closing the show out and for all you didn't know that is brandon was la Parca. I mean, I, I, the best part about that was the fact that everyone's like, oh, LaParka's there. Oh, LaParka. Oh, man. I like how she like did the interview with a fucking beer bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it was great because, like, sometimes there was microphones and then sometimes there was beer bottles. And then Mike Marr had, like, nothing. And he's just like, oh, hey, I'm holding, <laughs> that was, that I'm holding so onto a microphone. There's nothing in my hand. Yeah, him and his uh, invisible <laughs> mic. Who is he, CM Punk? Yeah, right? Christ. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were there to see the Big O. The Big O, after months of training and months of Hype finally made his in-ring debut to a ruckus, ruckus crowd at the NYWC Sportatorium. And I have to admit, I was I was impressed. He some would call it that he was the co-main event kind of. Yeah, but I mean, he went on right before the main event. Yeah, but, I like how I like how Larry Legend was like, and now the match that you've all been waiting for. And then he announces the uh the four The Masters and Matt Masters of Match right, match. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's continue on and, with the big and O. Everyone was everyone was like, Oh big O, big O, big O and but it wasn't big O, but 
He did. Yeah, it was he did crowd heavy for the Big O versus, uh, versus uh, Manny Martinez. Yeah, yeah, it was, really, was, it was a really decent match. Yeah, the spine buster, like I like, kind of cringed at that spine buster because yeah. I was. Oh just my like, god, Boom. some of the shit looked so fucking hard. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, because well, he, he was, definitely you gotta give him credit. The guy, he stepped it up. He's proving to all those naysayers that he Absolutely. belongs in pro wrestling. Absolutely. And. We're definitely excited to, to see him wrestle again. He's, you know, in in all doubts, he's going to be on the the PWS card next week in the, that that four way match. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, we, Brandon made mention to it uh, a couple uh, minute back was the Masters of the Mat, four corners Iron Man match, thirty minutes. Whoever has the most pinfalls becomes the Master of the Mat. You had, you know, we mentioned him uh, before, the premier athlete Tony Nice. Facing Bandito Jr. versus a former guest of ours, number one John Silver, versus the two-time, two-time master of the mat, the Greek god himself, Papadon. I think I think we have to. Oh, there we go. Let's just start off. with John Silver had to compete to get even get into the match by winning the Joker's Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. It being in a crazy battle royal. Yeah, man, we saw Dan Barry wrestle. Yeah, Brad, that was that was Brandon's favorite part. He he's smiling like yeah. I'm like Brandon. Look, he's in the ring, and Brandon just like had this glowing, blushing smile oh, on his shut face. Shut the fuck up! You he's just like, I wonder if he's gonna say something to me. No, I didn't. Wonder if he'll no, recognize me. David was sitting there the whole fucking match, like, oh god, I think that person's looking at us. Oh, I think he's looking at us. Hey, yeah, we okay. interviewed him. I think he's. You looking gotta at love him. when Brent when you say the facts. Oh, no, shut the fuck he up! He covers it up I'm with saying some. The False lies. People know who I'm saying the facts are true, and when you're, yeah, okay. you're saying false lies. But yes, John Silver winning the Joker's Wild Battle Royal and going oh. into this half an hour Iron Man match, which was, I epic. thought it was epic, but Dave didn't like it. No, all right, I did like it. I did like it. I thought it was a great technical technical match. I thought it was great a great battle back and forth, but... I didn't think it should have been called an Iron Man match because previous to the match starting, Larry Legend went on to tell us how the point system worked. Absolutely. Yet there was no, not one point played a factor in the match. I'm well, sorry. obviously one point does play a factor for the pinfall. So after the one, that one pinfall, nothing else mattered. But it went to sudden there death. Was no. But like, that? When, I said it went it, when it went to sudden death at one point, man. Yeah, like, that's true. So no point, no points, no, not even one point did matter. I kind of feel I, like the whole point system was a bit flawed, but it just goes to show how great these guys are. Also, yeah, but regardless, there were so many times where these people could have picked up pinfalls that I feel like they should have got the pinfall. I feel like it would have made it more. Like when it gets down to the last second, it makes it more. Oh my God, who's going to pick this up? But let me let yeah. me let me explain my piece here for a second. You have four guys that are just like at the at like the peak and the higher point of NYWC. You don't want to have those guys go in there and then let's say the match ends like you go to sudden death. And let, let's say you go to sudden death, and it's Papa Don one, Tony Nice one, uh, and then Bandito Jr. and John Silver have zero points. That's uh-huh. gonna make that's gonna make John Silver and Bandito Jr. look weak. The fact that I you had all, let me finish, please. I am. That's please, why I no. Now you're cutting me off right now. <laughs> well, that's because you responded. So. Okay, so you don't want to have any of these guys look weaker. You don't want to have Bandito Jr. looking weaker. You don't want to have John Silver that just fought his ass off in a battle royal 
go in here and look weaker by losing and having a pinfall. The fact that they had all of these guys go to a 30-minute draw and the fact that they had these guys breaking this up because they don't like, I don't want this guy to get the point and I don't want this guy to get this point. They had a clean slate going into there and that's what made the match great for me because I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh my god, is this guy going to get a point? Oh, no, he doesn't. All right, awesome, cool. And then you had this go into the sudden death, which then led to just one pinfall. Tony Nese getting the 450 off of uh, John Silver suplex. Great. Great way to end it. None of these guys looks weaker coming out of this match. Let's I- say... Let's say Papadon and Tony Nese had two points and the other guys had zero points. The other guys would look weaker. The fact that these guys... I I don't think that they would look weak at all. Who who better to lose to than these guys? These guys are, as you were saying, at the peak of NYWC. I don't think it would look bad or anything like that. I also do think, though, it was a half hour worth of wrestling that everyone could have gotten that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with the way the point system worked... They do have submission moves. One person could have gotten two points. Then they could have been DQ'd somehow, like counted out yeah. or whatnot. But that was, they I, would have lost I, a point then. Right. So then I'm they would have went. They so then they would have went back they to zero. Got in the win and then got DQ'd to bring them back down to zero or equal to everybody else. Yeah, I think I just think that NYWC didn't want to do math, and quite frankly, I agree with them. Who wants to do math these days? Yeah, right. <laughs> that just. <laughs> It's, but that just defeat. That's just that's my that's my point. So why are you gonna have this guy get a point and then get DQ to count it out to have zero points? So it's then they're gonna all go at the same. I thought the I reversals. Mean, why mention the point system if it's not gonna take it exactly? Who cares? It was it was it was then. still a great match, and the fact that all these guys were able to like you know keep everybody from getting points was the thing that really drawed me into it. Another great match, like in general with the entire with the entire thing, was the triple threat match, which. Was between it was supposed to be between Kenny Royal, Danny E, and our friend DJ Fat Pat. Unfortunately, Kenny's injured, so then Francis Kipling Stevens it was in the match as well. This match kind of just stood out to me, not just because it was you know back and forth, really you know really great triple threat match, but the fact that like the crowd was really behind DJ Fat Pat. Hell yeah, that was so fucking awesome. And he played the crowd very well. I have to give him props. He, He really knows his character. He's really good at what he, you know, playing the big fat guy and he went off the top rope for a leg drop. Had a little, you know, a little extra. Oh yeah, cu- definitely. Had a little extra cushion underneath there, uh, helping him out on the uh, on the crash. But all in all, very good. Danny gets the win. Enough said. You know, Francis, Kenny, and Pat play the crowd. I don't even want to talk about the news tw- news twelve guy being there because that was just a waste of my time. I mean, yes, hey man, maybe you'll see yourself on television. I have FiOS, so I can't access news. Oh 12. yeah, that's true. You shouldn't. That was just that was such a crap match. That was it wasn't. I, no, come on. It was it was no, a, a woman's you, match. It was a no, Scarlet the, match, the, whatever they call it. No, the woman did. Um, yeah, what were they? The Scarlets, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, the Scarlets. They should have had Scarlet match. They should have had Starlet. their own match. I don't think that this News 12, yes, you want to get coverage. I understand. You're you gotta, you have to agree, though. He, was, he, was, he wasn't bad. Um, yeah, he was I awful. So. I don't think so. He was able <laughs> he to was perform. awful. The fans hated him. Yeah, the fans. I was, hoping that, I was hoping that the fans were cursing so much at the guy that they wouldn't be able to use the footage. That's why we haven't seen it on television yet. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy was completely shit awful. He was wearing, for those that so. weren't there, he was wearing a singlet that said News 12. I think he was able to perform, though. I really don't think there was anything wrong able with his performance. Able to perform? The guy was half... <sighs> what? 
Half what? He wasn't. I was. He no, wasn't. I'm not, I wasn't going to say the word I was going to say, but. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> so that's why we're not going to talk about this match. And we're going to talk about the main event, the Psycho Circus match. There was barbed wire. There was tables. There was concrete bro- bleh, blocks. There it was, was fucking keyboards. There was keyboards. Oh, there was the, ladders. The keyboard spots are always crazy. I know because all the they go everywhere. It was just. That was just a down and dirty it was match barbaric. in general. Yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. I was I was sitting there and I I think the one I mean the concept of the match in general is actually really cool you know it's it's a ta- it's a four on four tag team match but you know everybody comes out at, at certain intervals and the only way the tag team titles can be won is by getting them off the top of the MYWC Sportatorium from a ladder. The only way that the Fusion title can be won or defended is by knockout, and then the World title can only be won by uh, throwing your opponent through a table. And the fact that it was definitely very, very cool concept. I think it was just very, very difficult to keep up with all the action because there was so much going on and we couldn't see shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one thing that really took away from the match that everybody in the front rows were standing up where people in the back could not see anything. But for a match like that, everybody should be standing up. But even so, you still can't see shit. Because it's not like it's like if you're at a concert and everyone's standing, which I fucking hate. There's still a stage where you might be able to see the stage. Here, there's fighting outside the ring right in front of yeah. the who are standing so you can't see it. I mean, half, to, like, half the time. It's not like they have a video camera set up where you can see like on a, a video screen what's going on. Yeah, ha- half the time I didn't even know if a wrestler came out. Yeah, uh, that's like when, when, Alex, when Alex Reynolds came out and got put through the table. We did not know Alex. Yeah, was out. I, I think I, think I asked Chris like old. six times if Alex Reynolds actually came out. Chris, you're obviously taller than us, so you you could see a bit more of the action. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but like, still, it, it, like, like the, the section over from us, everybody was sitting down and they saw everything while with us, we were stuck behind a lot of people standing up and it just took away from it. Well, we were in the Ozone, baby. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't even get to mention who was in the match, though. Yeah, I mean, it, well, we said the you know the Order of the Black versus Alex Reynolds, and if everybody listened to the show last week, they would know who was in the match. It was just, it was just crazy. It was insanity. King, King Mad, uh, Mansfield, Burma versus the entire Order of the Black Stockade, Apollyon, and Mikey Whipwreck and Rex Lowe's. Mikey Whipwreck was yes. oh holy shit with that fucking barbed wire wrapped around Mikey, and he got caught on the rope. No, that was Apollyon. A lot of blood. That was Ooh, a polyon man. when he when his foot got wrapped in the barbed wire and it ripped no, no, off. No, no, no. no his body was wrapped in it. Oh yeah. yeah, that too. That was bad. Oh my god! And he got caught on the rope, and then somebody fucking cut their elbow. It looked like there was blood spurting out. Uh, I think Mansfield. I was gonna say, was that? Yeah, Mansfield. Was that because kosher? he had the barbed wire wrapped around his like fist? Yeah. And I believe that, like I don't know who the fuck would sign up for a match like that. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy. It, it and also too like the fans like they're like oh we want tables then they get tables we want fire <laughs> listen give these guys a break this match yeah. is barbaric and you're telling them that you want this that and the other thing simmer, I, simmer down there right. I still think one of my favorite parts is the keyboard spots because they just swing full blown with that keyboard and just you see the keys going flying all over the oh, audience and I want to know what the fuck kind of keyboard that is because. I've tried like, to break a board I mean, over my head. Regular keyboard, like who the yeah, fuck wants those to are get regular keyboards, that? but they just look like uh, the old Mac keyboards, kind of. You know what I mean? From old school. With that, I don't know. It's, it's absurd. It's insane. It's it's psycho. 
Hence Psycho Circus the name. 10. And it was it was a crazy, crazy event. Um, you know, if you guys want to check out any sort of NYWC wrestling, you can go to com for more details of where they will be next. I know they will be March 10th in Long Beach on Long Island if you want to go check them out there. But, you know, there's a lot of independent wrestling going on these days. You know, we mentioned PWS. We just talked about NYWC. Also, for the first time ever, Chikara will be coming to Long Island to the NYWC Sportatorium for Caught in the yes. Spider's Den. I am very excited for this event. I'm, I cannot wait. It's my first Chikara event, and I think it's collectively all of our first Chikara events. Oh, yeah. So... And we've been... All we know are, is what we see from watching videos and watching Mike Quackenbush and watching the iPay-per-views, and now we get to see it live. And it's going to be... Great. Also, too, it's going to be a different style crowd because Brandon, oh, yeah. you know, Brandon hates his Ring, Ring of Honor fans. You know, we've been to fucking can't stand. <laughs> we've been to plenty of WWE shows. We've been to NYWC shows. I can't, you know, going back to NYWC, I can't believe they have their own sign guy. That just yes. amazes me, and he looks just like the WWE sign guy. Maybe we'll see a, a market out sign in the future. May, hopefully, who knows? Who knows? We yeah. uh, we will see, but it's a. I'm just I'm glad with this Chikar event that at least like there's some people like there's some people outside of Chikara that are actually. Well, no, everybody. Yeah, Cole Cabana. Yeah, well, he he's a he's a he's a Chikara wrestler. Um, he's a. This is I I marked out for this, but this isn't the mark out moment of the week. We're gonna have for the first time ever. You're gonna have Cole Cabana versus Ultramantis Black. Which I'm super psyched about because I'm big fans of both of them. Now, is this is this going to be a brutal match or is it going to be like a com- comedic match? What? I, I'm I'm, no. I'm hoping it's going to be more of like a technical style match. It's not going to be that brutal. Yeah, I'm going technical. Yeah, I'm going a little bit more technical match. You got you got a, a crazy crazy card. You got Chuck Taylor is going to oh, be yeah. on the card versus Grand Akuma. You, Mike Quackenbush and the Colony and Jigsaw are going to be facing off against with the remains of the BDK and Jacob Hammermeyer, Tim Dons, and the Batiri. Solid match. You're going to see Sarah Tell Ray. Um, you, you, you even have uh, NYWC wrestler uh, Francis wrestling. Yeah, Francis uh, Kipling Stevens. We mentioned him being in the triple threat match. He's going to be facing off against Cobalt. Uh, Cobalt or Cobalt? Whatever. Cobalt's a name yeah, of Yeah, Cobalt. Cobalt. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. But it's yeah, you, a, got, well, you got everybody on the card. You got Ophidian, Ar- uh, Archibald Peck, everybody. Archibald Peck, everybody. It's I mean, going to be a great event. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing Sarah Del Rey up close like that. Yeah. Just now, wrestling. Now, how excited are you going to be to see the first title, def- the uh, grand champion title def- uh, champion defense? Again, yeah, Eddie Kingston's going to be there too. Eddie Kingston versus uh, Vin Gerard. I don't know anything about Vin Gerard, unfortunately. But I'm excited to see Eddie Kingston uh, defending the title. It, it, I'm excited. I want to see the colony. I, I'm like, I'm minute. excited for that match. You, like, three months ago, you were, like, bashing the colony. I don't want to well, see I, people I in, like, so. ant costumes. No, I don't think I ever said that. I don't think I ever heard that. Oh, no, he just doesn't want the colony in his WWE 12 game. That's what Yeah, well, who the fuck yeah, wants a bunch it. of ants in a wrestling game? I do. I, I think it's really cool that we're seeing history, though. 
Yeah. I mean, they just got the new champion, and we're seeing the first title. We're seeing the first defense. We're seeing their first awesome. of hopefully many shows on Long Island. Because I'm hoping it. I mean, we're gonna get there early. I'm hoping it draws like a good crowd, maybe like 100 to 200 people. We're gonna have to get there really early too. I'm just hoping we got good seats and. Yeah, guys, there's still tickets available. Go to chikara.com. Go buy tickets. No. I wasn't able. I wasn't able to take some like my great pictures that I normally would be able to at NYWC because we were in the fifth row. Yeah, uh, you have to go to chikarapro.com if you still want to get tickets for Caught the Spiders Den. But let's get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, it's Dave the Rave that your sister craves. All right, and our shameless plugs, we're going to start off with Calling Spots. Go follow them on Twitter, at Calling Spots. They actually have a weekly blog on WrestlingRambles.com. Go check it out. It's a good read. We're also going to go with another Mark. We're going to go with Leah Marie. Go follow her. She is, so she claims to be a future WWE diva. You know what? I believe her. I believe anybody. Why not? Follow your dreams. Go follow her at Leah Marie. And then last, we're going to go with PWS wrestler, Chikara wrestler, Grant Akuma. Go follow him at underscore Akuma. He's actually going to be in the uh, at PWS in the best of the lightweights battle. He's going to be against Amazing Red, AR Fox, Brian XL, Devin Moore, Samurai Del Sol, and Zima Ion. Do not miss PWS Supercard 2012, March 9th. The general mission, everything else is sold out besides general mission. Isn't it Shima Zion? Yep, uh, Zima, Zima Ion. Zima Ion for all you TNA fans out there. Yes. Uh, tickets, $20, 1-800-838-3006. Get tickets now. And if you see us there and you want to take a picture of Brandon, you will be a shameless plug the next week. Don't worry. No, you won't. Yes, no, fun. You no, no. Don't worry. I'll be, a ho- I'll be your hooker. Yeah. I'll be your hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, you are a hooker. I'll be your hooker. Come over here and touch me, honey. All right. Now hearing from another one of Brandon's impressions to another one. Brandon, who we shout out? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. But first, I got to mention that I wish there was more of February to go around. Unfortunately, even leap year didn't, leap day didn't fucking prove that. But firstly, I'd like to say that there's a bunch of wrestling events coming up in my calendar. And later tonight, once again, I'll be seeing Big Glenn Campbell. No one cares. And and he's getting the shout-out whether y'all like it or not, brother. Big Glenn Campbell, <laughs> New York City. Yeah, except he's not, and it's not. But I'm excited for that. Number two, it is a bit surprising, but finally, we mentioned it before, Santino Morella seems to be incredibly over with the WWE Universe. He definitely sounded like he had the pop of the night at Elimination Chamber, like you had mentioned earlier, Chris. Thank you. And, last, and lastly... Shout out to at heel underscore Franklin. Follow him on Twitter. He hosts a show on YouTube called The Heel Turn. And he agrees with me on the subject of Dave's derogatoriness of his Ginger Mahal comments towards me. So Dave, <laughs> fuck you. On behalf of everybody, fuck you. Well, thank Ginger you very much. Yeah, and, th- and thanks, Franklin, for feeding Brandon's ever-so-large ego. My ego. Lego my ego. Yeah, there we go. Great, thanks. All right, let's get to it. It's time for our... Woo! Mark out moment of the week. 
the mark out moment of the week. Yes. Yeah, Dave, you can ca- you can carry this one out oh, if you I'm actually can. I'm definitely take this one. Uh, um, I forgot which match was it though. The Masters was of the Mad match. Ma- yes, during the Masters of the match at NYWC the Psycho Circus Ten. Mat- Some uh, I forgot who, but uh, Yoshi Tonic was performed. For those that do not know, it's kind of like the um, Canadian Destroyer. Okay, so Let's you, Dave, you're 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 you're, tell, you're telling you're telling the fuck out. Dave isn't even telling the story right. Okay, so and what? Tell it was a move. It's a top up. rope Canadian destroyer. Like off. It wasn't the top a top rope. rope. Off the top rope. It was jumping. jump. It no, it was jump off yeah, the top so rope off and then go into the Canadian destroyer. The Canadian destroyer. Okay, let me let me tell the story for you. So NYWC Psycho Circus Ten Masters of the Mat. Masters of the Mat, great match. John Silver performs the Yoshi Tonic, jumping Canadian Destroyer, jumps to the jumps to the mat, does the Canadian Destroyer. Me, the only person in the in in the NYWC Sportatorium that thought this was awesome, jumped up out of my seat and went nuts. Everybody around me looked. Dave and Brandon started laughing hysterically. That Matt, that move was awesome. I marked out about it. I don't give a shit. It was I awesome. I thought it was a really cool move. I it thought was. It was cool. Well, the Yoshi Tonic is always a very cool move. But let's get it straight. It was, it, he just jumped off the turnbuckle. It wasn't a Canadian destroyer off the turnbuckle. He no, it wasn't. No, it's a jump. To Why are you gonna be such a dick? Why no, it was so it was the flowing motion of it. He jumped off and Why? then it, hit... was, it was perfectly performed. Yeah, it was perfectly performed. I guess these fucking wrestlers know how to wrestle and they're fucking amazing. Yes, and they should be on TV weekly. Fucking Impact Wrestling. You got Tony Nese. You don't even fucking use him. And if, I wish I wish Dixie Carter. You got was... fucking Sting in blackface cutting a promo at the end. That's fucking horseshit. We'll talk That's about why TNA we don't next cover week. You this week. That's why we don't cover you this week. You assholes, Dixie Carter. Well, if Dixie Carter was there on Saturday night at the NYWC Sportatorium, no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't even fucking do anything because she... yeah, she doesn't care. I want to. I'm gonna say it. She's a cunt. <laughs> That's right. Brandon did say that. I, mean, um, I don't give a shit. People don't get a, people don't get offended when I use that word. You can't no. get offended by this lovable character named Brandon. All right. Especially well, that's when you actually are. I see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Yet again, markingout.com, facebook.com slash markingout, at markingout on Twitter. You can follow us there. And we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And you guys have a great week. 